1: I've been a festival booker for over 15 years, mom of two, four if you count the dogs. I've buried my sister and my parents, partied like it was 1999 for over 20 years, modeled for five minutes, worn far too many accessories and not enough self-care. I've had breast cancer and epiphanies. Safe to say, she's been around. The last year, I think,
0: or last, I'd say, since 2017, um, I think my life has changed drastically since then. And I think in hindsight, looking back, I think everything wasn't the way that I thought it was. And I'm only kind of really discovering who I am now as a person and being comfortable with myself now and kind of just beginning to learn who I am as opposed to who everyone else wants me to be. And that's been a really big thing for me in the last year. And I think... I've kind of fallen off the radar a bit, but I've given myself more time to kind of learn more about myself. Really, if that makes any sense at all, I think it's kind of I didn't. I feel like I didn't know myself for so long because um, um, I, I basically uh, I, I felt like I was kind of trying to fit in with everybody, or I wanted everyone to like me, and I wanted everyone to kind of you know see me as me. But I wasn't being me, and it took me a long time to realise that. I think, and uh, I think I, I, I feel all the more better for figuring it out but I feel like I'm just kind of at the beginning of it I don't think I'm I, I don't think there ever is an end but I think it's just the beginning of kind of like all right it's like I'm in that space of where I'm seeing people for who they are as well also as as well as me and kind of seeing you know who's who's there for me who am I there for like and you know is this per- has this person got my best interest at heart or are they are they trying to use me and it's been a, a kind of a whirlwind trying to figure out like how I work and how other people work, I think mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. And um, I think that's only come since my uh, autism diagnosis. I was diagnosed in 2017, uh, no, 2018 it was. Um, so I think I, I was kind of, I felt like a ghost for a while. Like, so wow. I was just kind of like floating around and, um, Basically, people could see me though. I was visible, but like people didn't really see me or or know who I was. I think people have an idea of who I am and they, they, and that's the person that they see online. But for, unfortunately, that's not really me. It's like one aspect probably of me. Like it's not like, you know, fully me. Like in the same sense, I suppose that um, when I say that I'm autistic, it doesn't mean that I'm just. Artistic, autistic, and that's all yeah. there is. Yeah, that's a funny one because um, when I do say that, people assume that that equals. Um, oh, she's saying that's all she is. That's that's mm. she's just you know autistic. But I think it's that's just one aspect of who I am. And I feel like when I got my diagnosis, I was kind of thrown into the spotlight a bit and I had to educate people on it, and I had hadn't even educated myself. Mm.
1: So I feel like I've done a lot of that in the last year as well. Wow. Um yeah that's a great sort of the voyage of discovery isn't it it, it really mm-hmm. is and and as you said rightly it i think it's it is a life for me it'll, it will definitely be a lifelong journey for sure um, and I, I really resonate with uh, a diagnosis or, or, or just finding that peace. Um, I haven't gone for a test, but I definitely identify as ADHD or ADD. And it was like finding actually a piece of gold. I'll be honest with you, it was finally like a place to hang my hat, um, not live, not, you know, as you say, identify, but definitely kind of go, oh, my God, that makes yeah. so much sense now. It's like I can just you know rest it was like I finally had the right map um do you mind me asking how how or why did you go for a diagnosis how what what led you to that um I think well first of all it was it was
0: a friend of mine who had come over we were talking about like setting up a magazine or doing some kind of creative work together and um he was actually just talking about different things saying no I do this and I do this this way And I was like, oh, yeah, I do that, too. I don't know anyone else who does it that way. That's gas. You're the first person I met. And we were just talking like that. And uh, then he actually suggested I go for an assessment because he thought that I was on the spectrum. And I was like, what's the spectrum? I had no idea what autism was or anything about it. Uh, To be honest with you, I was so naive. Um, but I think I was only naive because of how uh, it's presented in the media because mm. I never kind of went, oh, that's me. That light bulb never went off. So when I did uh, when he did say it to me, I was kind of like, what? I was like, fuck off. I'm not autistic. What are you talking <laughs> about? I'm 27. Like, no, like by now, like, come on, like I'm a woman, like I would know. And uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I it, it turns out that a lot of people don't know. They have a feeling all right of being different and um, kind of going, OK, well, there's something a bit off here. I'm not like everybody else. There's a, you know, I know that I'm different. I just don't know what it is. And I think for me, it was just to kind of understand myself a bit better because uh, I find others really hard to read. I find it hard to... um, um, talk with other people in the sense that, um, like, if I'm someone's friend, I find it hard to friend. I, I'm not really great at friending. Uh, I'm not really great at life in general outside my work, which is like will come as probably a surprise to most people because it looks like I'm so organised elsewhere. But um, I'm really bad at life and and understanding life. So I think that for me, it kind of helped me clear up so many things. Like for how i'm you know quite bad in social situations i might say the wrong thing and then i'll end up beating myself up over for like years and that kind of like inner critic and all these kind of things just melded together and um i think it was just i, I was told as well my whole life that i was stupid by everybody around me my wow. teachers by everyone and I think it was just I knew deep down that I wasn't and Mm. I knew I just kept fighting. I just kept going. I kept going. Like no matter what anyone said to me, I was just like, no, I just know there's something there. I know I'm not what people say that I am. And that's kind of been a reoccurring theme throughout my life where people assume that I'm one way or assume that I'm another, or assume that I'm looking for attention and this, that and the other. And I think it's kind of I took all that on as well. And I kind of believed those things. I started to believe everything that people said about me. And it was only really in the last year. And since getting my diagnosis and going to counselling, actually, it was like I didn't realise I need to go to counselling. That was, it was one thing, getting my diagnosis and understanding myself. But then I had to deal with all these years of abuse and everything else that happened in between. Um, and and why it happened as well, like, and how, it, how I ended up in situations. And just working through all that, actually, kind of, I think it kind of, um, gave me some, what's the word I'll be looking for here. It, it was such a relief to get my diagnosis, but it was an even bigger relief to work through everything that I had kind of just put mm-hmm. to the back of my mind. And um, because my diagnosis was nothing without having worked through everything else I worked through. Um, and I, I learned that out very quick. It was like, when I got my diagnosis, it was like this huge relief. I was like, Oh, I finally understand what it is. And, and, you know, I thought that like, I didn't really need to deal with it. Uh, ending else I thought that that was it It it's like okay I can move on my life I can kind of live a good life now I'm going to be happy that's all I need to know so it was at the start of the pandemic I went to counselling and I actually went to counselling for my man because my man passed away eight years ago Uh, my dad passed away then in 2017 and I had never dealt with it Mm -hmm. I just kind of put it to the back of my mind and just threw myself into my work really so I think that um, that kind of I went to counseling for that reason, but I ended up talking about a number of things that I, I didn't even realize that I needed to talk about. And I uh, I think that's probably quite similar for a lot of people. They just kind of tap into something. And they're Absolutely. like, oh, I didn't know that was there. It's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you, yeah, you go in with, yeah, you go in with yeah you're pointing at this one thing you think that's it or this one person or this one whatever but actually you start beginning to peel away <clears throat> the onion skins and you're like oh christ i mean for me i used to keep laughing kind of going oh shit i'm sorry i opened that cupboard now it's just <laughs> there's, there's a yeah, whole thing, yeah. oh no like oh god are we, are we back here again um i also undertook counseling and it was uh, you know funnily enough this morning uh driving back i was i, I dropped the kids to school and driving home i was thinking. That's probably the best investment I've ever given myself. You know? Yeah. Because it takes... And when I say investment, obviously there's money, you know, there's financial because it's not cheap. Um, so yeah, you have to stick to the financial, but there's a time commitment for yourself. There's that like, you know, it's that feeling of, oh, God, every week talking to the bloody counselling and I would come up with all the excuses not to do it, knowing full well it's what I needed to do, which I still yeah. don't. I don't understand that human psyche. But anyway, but the, the time commitment and work. Has, for me has been phenomenal and and I think I'm hearing that from you as well because as you say it's one thing to find out it was more after that that I began to understand more about myself and reach the kind of oh Christ ADHD really fits how I work um, but it's yeah it's one thing to have your diagnosis but now it's like right I have a map and I need somebody to help me navigate and get rid of some of the crap that I've been carrying you know
0: yeah um, absolutely and and I think you, a lot of us like, don't realize that we're carrying so much of it no. as well. I think that's another like I definitely didn't. I absolutely didn't think that I was carrying half the stuff that I was carrying, but I was, you know. Mm. Sorry, what were you going to say there? I no, was no, going gonna...
1: to say, is that something that you found? Like, yeah, that for you, it 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 just, you, as you say, you started with one thing, you know, maybe your diagnosis are actually grief. And I'm sorry about your, your mom. I had met
0: my real dad, uh, funnily enough, a couple of years ago, and that was great. I got to meet oh, him wow. uh, for the first time. So it was cool. My nana and uh, my auntie, they live in the UK. So uh, I'm still quite close with my auntie and I just found out, I'll tell you about my cousin now in a minute. Bizarre kind of uh, found out I have another cousin last year. So uh, my family's kind of getting bigger as it's getting smaller. So um,
1: it's kind of like uh, bittersweet really. I suppose. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, I'm an auntie now as well. So it's kind oh, of like. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And for you, the diagnosis definitely sounds like, you know, it was not a starting <clears throat> point. You'd already, you know, you were very, you were already 27. You were in the world. You were in your life. You were in your work. Um, but it just offered you some answers for how you worked in the world.
0: Yeah. And it almost gave me a toolkit to kind of like mm-hmm. begin to understand myself and understand how I do things and why I do things a certain way instead of beating myself up for doing them those ways yeah. because I think a lot of uh, people on the spectrum would relate to the fact that like when you do do things a certain way when you're a child you're told not to even if you're playing with toys a certain way you're told like that's not the way you play with toys and it's so evident looking back now at my childhood that like all the signs are there but just in the early 90s I suppose that like no one was looking no. for autism and girls like so but like I used to line up all my poly pockets and I play with like uh, Street Shark and Biker Mice they were like my favourite toys but then as soon as I went to uh, primary school I started playing with um, rats dolls and I don't even think I liked them I think I just played with them because everyone else had them and it made me kind of feel like oh well, we have this one thing in common like and I feel like I just followed that kind of form then for um, up until pretty much I'd say like in the last year or two it's only really that I've kind of settled into myself and go no it's I'm kind of. I remember when I went to counselling first. Um, I went in and I was so adamant that I, I, you know, this is my last time trying this because I haven't had good experiences before. I'd literally went to counsellors and they'd give me presents and stuff, and I wasn't. It just didn't seem like a professional environment, and I just, I, I wasn't getting anything from it, it other than me kind of just spilling my guts out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning anything, or kind of you have to find the right person, I suppose. But I remember when I went in. Uh, first, and she was like, oh, and who are you kind of thing? You know, Um she asked me the question and I was like, I remember. So this only going back a year ago. And I went down and I was like, oh, I'm for Dooley and I do this. I'm an illustrator. I'm an author and I do this, this, this. And I was so like, you know, this is all who I am. And she's like, but that's your work, though. Who are you? And it was such a profound question for me that I was like, do you know what I said in my head? I was like, I don't fucking know. I have no <laughs> idea who I am. I have no idea who I am because every aspect of my life is based around what other people want me to do or what they they like or what I think they like. And it was the first time that I actually questioned it and said, oh, I was like, well, that's not good. It's like, that's probably why I'm so stressed all the time. I'm looking up to other people's standards or other people's needs and I'm completely forgetting about my own I, so I spent like pretty much the last year exploring who I am and like what, what, what it is that I, that I love to do and what, what I like. So um, I've started playing games again because I, I love video games. Video games. Okay. Yeah. Gaming. I, I, okay. I, 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 yeah, lo- lo- love all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I'd stopped playing for a while, but um, I'm very nerdy, very nerdy. I think I tried to hide that as well um, from, from people because I just wanted to kind of come across maybe cool. Um Because I think when you are in the spotlight, you have to have a kind of an image as such. But my image was kind of just made up of, I think, just what other other things people said about me and stuff. Like, you know, sure, my whole comedy set was based around that, was based around, like, you know, people thinking that I was a lesbian for years. And it was kind of, (laughs) it was never what I thought, you know, that way. So it's kind of, it was such a... A strange feeling to kind of go, God, I actually I thought I was so confident that I knew who I was. And I actually had no idea anything like about myself outside my work, what I liked or, you know,
1: it's amazing and, uh, how yeah. far we can go in life. And as you you know, that is a profound question. And it is interesting when, yeah, somebody answers with, yeah, I'm this. And I'm, you know, I always used to joke years ago in the 90s. I'm much older than you. There was like this flip from, you know, DJ model. You're like, oh, fuck off. You know, like you're wheeling out all these things. Yeah. But like, but you're, well, what do you like? Like, who are you? And, you know, like, yeah, we can we can get caught up in identities of what it is we do Um, which is even like even this the concept for this podcast for me was like uh, you know yeah we can present ourselves publicly or we you know or or that our that somebody's worth is attached to to how successful they are but like what is success do you know what i mean and like Absolutely. It's, it's, it's kind of,
0: it's, it's linear. Like it's like, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Success can be anything. Like it's not like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, but to get behind that, like I'm, I'm always more interested in be, you know, kind of pulling back the curtain and behind the scenes and who's pulling the strings. Who's, you know, where's the wizard of Oz in there where like, what's going on? You know, I find that very interesting and what leads people to their work and to, to, to what they become exemplary at. And like, so obviously does, I mean, you, you, you have incredible work out in the world, where did that start? Were you just always like noodling away or it sounds like you had a, like you, you mentioned earlier, sorry, there's a three part question. Now I'm, I'm jumping no, around the good. place, but you said that, you know, you were told you were stupid and yet here you yeah. are. That's, that's, that's massive, like to, 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 to rally against.
0: Yeah, it's like, I i think as a child, though, I didn't really know what was going on. I just knew that I didn't feel right and people were making me feel really bad. Okay. Um, And I didn't really understand at the time. It's only now. And that's what's so hard about counselling, I suppose, is when you are working through this thing. It's like, it's not like you're feeling it again for the first time because you've already experienced it. I suppose you're re-experiencing it from an adult point of view yeah. as opposed to as opposed to being a child. And that's been a big kind of thing for me. Uh, because I, I felt very much still that small child up until like I started going to counseling during mm-hmm. the pandemic because I was always trying to protect myself. So that's why whenever anything happened in the media or people were like harassing me or anything, that's why I reacted the way I did. It wasn't like, you know, I, I kind of maybe felt a bit like, or looked a bit more hinged, but it was because it reminded me of all the other things I'd faced in my past, but like no one else knew that to everyone else. I just looked crazy. And that was really hard. And um, I think that, um, it just, I, I don't know how I, I, I think what what happened was, I just I found, um, my own kind of little like nook. So I kind of I'd spend a lot of time in my room. Um, I did have loads of video games growing up, which was a, uh, I thought I had the life of Riley. I was like, oh look at this new console I have! Look at this! Look at this! Uh, but in hindsight, looking back, um, I think that those were just bothering me to keep me in my room because I was annoying. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I, I, no. Honestly, I, I swear to God, I swear to God. Like it's yeah, um, like the way you see any child who's like it's just like annoying. Like it, 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 you just just give them a tablet, same thing. It's like you know, and uh, I think that's what that was. And then in that kind of environment, I started to draw and just learned to um. learn to kind of um, do different things. Drawing was always a big thing for me. I loved drawing comics and just writing about what was going on. I have a a big box of diaries there behind me with like drawings in them and just things I experienced from ages 12 up to 17. So sometimes I go through them as well uh, just to remind me like okay this is what I was like before Mm -hmm. and this is what was like at this age and sometimes they're hard to go through because I can see how far I've come but also how much I've gone through mm. and how much I kept to myself for such a long time without kind of working through it. Like, And I feel like I'm kind of have to give myself a little gift now for working through it. But I think the drawn was definitely... Drawn's always been a massive part of my life because I used it to communicate as well. Okay. I felt like I couldn't really use my words properly. I, I was never nonverbal now, but um, mm. I, I think it's hard to believe me being nonverbal now at all because I, I talk so much. <laughs> but um, I, was, I don't think I was ever non but I definitely had um, speech problems and I found it hard to communicate how I was feeling. So I used to draw how I was feeling and stuff like that. And um, yeah, like I I always use drawing as a tool to kind of express myself. Mm. So that was kind of, and it's only years later, I found out that drawing is a form of stimming. It's like a a regulating thing. So you're regulating your emotions if you're
1: overwhelmed and stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah.
0: So I think it's kind of, yeah, like I think I was drawn all the time because I was so stressed out. But then I learned that that was something that calmed me down because anything else I'd done outside of that, I was told to stop if I was shaking my leg, if I was biting my nails, anything I was doing to try and soothe myself. Like I was told, no, that's, you know, you can't do that. You can't walk that way. There's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, well, that's just the way I walk. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
1: you know, it's just like, yeah.
0: It's just, um, so like stuff like that. And I think, um, I, I think that, um, yeah, it just like looking back, drawn is one of the only things that I've kind of probably uh, fully carried through on um, because it did help me so much mm-hmm. in my life and just to kind of, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, drawn kind of just um, one of those things that like, now you know, I, I know I can do if I'm having a bad day or it's, it's, it's always been there. It's not going anywhere, you know what I mean? So,
1: When you look back at the kid there, I suppose, you know, it was your own form of self-help really, wasn't it, in a way? You know? oh, absolutely. Absolutely it was. And I didn't even realise. I think mm. we do so many things
0: uh, when we're younger that we don't realise that really helps ourselves or yeah. we're trying to protect ourselves. I don't think we really kind of know until we get older and kind of tap back into it when we're ready and realise, oh, OK, that was a really tough time. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's what I did to kind of like get through it, I suppose, in that way. And um I think it only kind of opened all back up when I started working on my latest book as well, mm. uh, because it was a graphic novel. And it's like, you know, I'm looking at these pictures, but I'm also writing the words. And um, it was from a time in my life that was a very dark time when I was 11 years old. There was there was so much going on. I was like being bullied in school, inside school, outside school, everywhere. I had no kind of escape. And I feel like um, I never really dealt with any of that. I kind of like disassociated from it. So I felt like when I was doing, um, when I was working on Frankie's World, um, I, I was tapping back into these things without even realising. And then I kind of said, OK, uh, there's something kind of, I have to, go, I'm feeling really bad. I, I have to go to counselling now. Like, that's, that's kind of what happened. And I thought it was just, I was feeling really bad because the time of the year was my man's anniversary. But it actually wasn't. It was all those things I experienced, um, the bullying and stuff like that. Like I felt like wow. I hadn't worked, I felt like I hadn't worked through any of it. I just kind of completely disassociated from it in my mind. So whenever and popped up in my head, it was like, Oh, that's not me. That's somebody else. I'm watching, I'm watching something. I'm watching this happen to somebody else. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of like, yeah. So it was kind of like a big, um, it was like ripping a plaster off really quick but the wound kind of hadn't healed. So it kind of felt like that a bit for him. I think um, having talked about it and talking through some of the things that kind of kept popping up in my head, like from things I remembered as a kid, even just talking about them and saying them out loud and looking at them from an adult lens, it kind of, I don't think about them anymore. And that's kind of been really, um, that's been really nice, I think, to kind of work through stuff like that. But then also to see wow, there's other kids out there who have probably experienced this and this mm. book is probably going to help them in that way because they probably experienced like, you know, bullied or, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I think I, I just, there was just a part of me who was like, okay, I have to put this aside for a minute because I have to kind of work through some of my stuff before I can write something like this because I wanted to be true um,
1: to my story and kind of what happened. So the book, yeah, I mean, I'd imagine something like that when you're, it's it's cathartic, but You would need support nearly while doing it.
0: Yeah, it's like I didn't really know because I kind of I hadn't written anything of that kind of length before. And I hadn't written a story like that. Like, so it was kind of, yeah, it was like I was kind of like uh, diving back deep into like my childhood. And I kind of didn't realize uh, there was no warning signs before. And I was kind of like, okay, didn't know this was going to happen. I'm going to have to talk to someone now. But it was like uh, at the time I said like I didn't even realize that was what was making me feel that way. when I was mm. working on it, there was parts of it that like were really hard um to write. Uh With like for example, my that my mum, uh, my mom had uh, a hair condition all her life, so all I knew her was is like she was she was sick all the time. We couldn't really do anything. Um, we just she done loads now She was going to the gym Like you would never think That there was anything wrong oh. um, But like You know There'd be times When she'd be in hospital And stuff like that Like and I remember Going to Disneyland For one of my birthdays One year And my mom Died of pneumonia Like and she'd stayed In the hotel room So there's all these Kind of And I hadn't dealt With any of that And how okay. What it was like Growing up as a child With a, a, a sick mom And um I think that like Even all those things I kind of it almost, in a way, I don't. I know this sounds really cheesy, but it almost, in a way, saved me. Because I think if I hadn't have written that, I probably wouldn't have, would not have never thought that I had to talk about it or I deal I mean. with it. Yeah. It was just kind of like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it was I like, do. there was no other reason for me to bring it up, like, or talk mm. about it. Like, there was no other reason for me to go back so deeply into the, and, try, and re-experience it. Mm. So it kind of, in a way, it was, yeah, it felt like it was kind of a really big realisation
1: and kind of... Almost like giving myself a hug. Going, yeah, that, that's wow, that's like what that's, I hear, yeah. um, and I think I, I don't know if you if this is the same for you, but for me, some of the stuff that not even just came up in counselling, but you know, that has come up for me over the years, I used to feel kind of, how do I put it? not like an asshole but kind of like an asshole going but for god's sake like i was loved and i was fine but you know without really just letting myself feel sad for that thing that i found very difficult as a child you know yeah. um because you know i wasn't i i wasn't I wasn't in an abusive family i was you know but there were certain things i did find really really hard but because they almost weren't like hard enough <laughs> you know they well, weren't that's it, that's, you know that you you kind well, of just brushed aside I don't
0: know if it's an Irish thing or if it's just a thing in general, but uh, what I kind of realized was I was told I was so lucky my whole life. Mm. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. You don't know how good you have it. You're so lucky. And now as an, as an adult looking back. I was anything but lucky, anything but lucky. Looking back at the thing there were some great things in my life. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I had, like, you know, my mom was, like, a lovely mom. She'd do anything for me. But, like, she she was so sick growing up as a child, she didn't have many friends. So she didn't know how to mom, like, the way I didn't know to life. So there was a lot of things there. And I think that, like... I just kind of accepted my life because I was told how lucky I was. Mm. And, you know, you don't know how lucky you were. I had tits when I was eight. That is not lucky. <laughs> that is not lucky. That is like horrible. I was not only a commodity, like mentally, I was a commodity, like physically as well. Like I was not lucky. Do you know what I mean? And I think just accepting that as an adult and saying, no, you had a really hard time. You were not lucky you were really unfortunate at that time. And that was what happened was really, really shitty. But like, you know, you're here now. Yeah, we're okay. You're you're okay, but like, yeah, like, you you know, that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that that happened. But like, you know, you just need to kind of, not, I don't want to say accept it because it's always, it's something that's always going to be there because these kind of situations and these things mold you into who you are as well. So it's kind of like, I was, just, I, I was just kind of acknowledging it more so than anything else because I hadn't acknowledged it before because I, did, that I didn't need it because I was told I was so lucky. I took it as face value, you know, that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a lot of things I had to change as well. Like, you know, I had to reflect on myself as a person, like, you know, and it wasn't all about the things that had happened to me. It was about things maybe that I had done to other people in the space where I felt so bad, you know what I mean? Like, and I didn't, like, I was cutting myself off from people, not talking to people, um find it very hard to trust people and all these things are making other people feel bad then as well within that. So it was kind of, it's been like um, a real eye opener in a way but I just turned turkey too. So I don't know if this is like some secret code that happens when you turn 30 and like you see everything for the first time. I don't know. That's I mean, how it feels it's,
1: it's in, well, like I'm a bit of a hippie. So definitely 27, 28, there's the whole Saturn return story. I don't know if you've heard of that where you oh, have, oh no, I love all, I love okay, it. Yeah. yeah. So you have this kind of realization, like then you say it in a Northern Irish accent where it's, the, yeah, Saturn comes back in, in, in a very strong way. So you do, a lot of people do start a a kind of voyage of exploration, 27, 28, um, thirties. Yeah. I mean, look, with every year, with every decade for me, it's, it is, you know, even when I look back at my thirties, which, um, now feels like a fucking long time ago, um, you know, I kind of thought I had myself pretty sorted or pretty, pretty steady. And Jesus, yeah. it now feels like me looking back at a child, you know, like there th- was. But I hadn't yeah. I hadn't gone full deep like you had. I hadn't gone into a full, you know, counselling. It, You know, it's taken me until my 40s to twig that there was... Uh, uh, you know an ism or whatever that that a diagnosis would have helped me and it was actually watching an Instagram flipping real thing from Mel Robbins and she put up something about women with, and I was like oh my god she's just explained me completely um, so you know it took somebody else on like an Instagram for me to go there uh, so yeah there what was is that? what was that like actually what was that
0: like because uh, I was told someone said it to me so what was it like for you randomly just scrolling and seeing someone like I say that it's was kind just... of like whoa light
1: bulb it, moment it was it was a real light bulb moment and I, and I, but I think yeah. I was able to recognise it because I had done the work I had done a lot of work. I had done the two years of counseling. I had a breast cancer diagnosis nearly five years ago, four or five years ago. And that was a kind of like, okay, pivotal, um, you know, change my diet, had to kind of come off the booze in a sense, like not that I was a boozer, but I was a partier. I mean, I'm a mom, so, you know, it was pretty balanced. Um, So it was kind of, I've explained that as that I was literally sitting in the cold soup of myself. There was no fucking way out of this. You had to just face this mother down, you know. So part of that was mm-hmm. like, OK, change your diet, but you got to change what's going on in your head. You can't. And I've lived with a huge self-critic all my life. Like I've I, I've killed myself metaphorically thousands yeah, of times. No. It's it's brutal. I can relate to that. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, so I think because I had done the counselling, I was able to kind of see myself Better, uh, I was able to hold myself better. So I could see something like that and go, oh, my God, that's me, as opposed to, oh, fuck, is that me? And you're terrible. And you're, you know, I that was like I was at yeah, a different no, voice. I totally, um,
0: I totally get you. And I think you? sometimes we're meant to see. Yeah, yeah I totally get you. I, I think that sometimes these things just come upon us. We're meant to see them
1: or it's meant, yes, meant to happen. Absolutely. I definitely
0: be. I definitely believe in 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 that stuff as
1: well they're going to keep coming at you in different ways until you've done the work or until you're able to see it until you kind of yeah, you know, it is oh, like that little, yeah. what's that little game with the guy and you have to, is it Mario and you click a thing or Pac-Man, it's like you, you know, you're going to keep bumping Oh yeah, again. you jump it up on- Yeah. And then- oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it probably Mario. It's kind of like that. You're going to keep going around the same level until you can kind of bing and then, okay, you're up into this next level. That's kind of my view view on stuff
0: no no, it is it's kind of like almost watching a movie and then you're like I really enjoyed that and you watch it a second time and you notice so much more that you didn't notice in the first time around watching I think it's kind of that's what it kind of feels like because it's been like yeah uh, I love all that stuff as well I have to say because uh I kind of look out for those signs. That's a really again. good way
1: of putting it, actually, isn't it? The movie, because it is with sec- the second time round, you notice the guy yeah. in the background or the yeah. nuance of something else. or Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. So, yeah, with every year, definitely 30s, you, you are, and you're settling more into yourself, for sure. That's it. Oh yeah. yeah, I definitely
0: feel more definitely feel more comfortable with myself in the, in the last year. But then I'm also kind of anxious going back out into the world again because I don't think people will recognise me. Well, they recognise me physically probably, but like mentally, like I'm just I feel like I'm completely different. But um, I think that um yeah no I really like all that stuff as well because um I've been looking out for signs um, when my mum and dad died. And a lot of people kind of like would think, oh, Jesus, this is so mad, like angel bollocks or something. Like, that. but like, <laughs> well, I swear, I swear, like I've I've experienced some weird things that mm. like can't not be explained, and mm. that's the reason why I'm kind of like, okay, I'm looking out for them now because mm. I had that kind of initial thing where I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why did that happen? Uh, one of the biggest things, um, one of the biggest things that happened last year was um, when I had literally just signed to do to, to do this book deal. Um, I got a call from my auntie and she's like, Eva, Eva, answer your phone. And I thought someone died. And I was like, oh, because that's usually what happens. Like it yeah. just like, the last 10 years of being intense. It's just all the like, debts everywhere. So I was like, oh, no, like who who now kind of thing? And she goes, you have a cousin. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, my brother had a baby um, before he died and I never knew. And uh, they just found me on Facebook. And um, his name is Frankie. It's the same like as my like yeah there's Whoa. been so many weird I just got tingles like oh my yeah. god so many strange things like that that have happened um that like i just can't it's too much almost to be a coincidence sometimes and yeah like it kind of i do kind of feel like they're there in some way um and Absolutely. they have my back yeah it's, it's yeah. a weird thing I, I think it's like you experience it when someone like passes away but it's kind of it's weird. I wouldn't be talking about it to everyone because, you know, they've got her like, oh, Jesus, she's saying the numbers again. <laughs> she's gone mad. Like, do you know what she's... I mean? But like, I think it's, I think it's a comfort thing as well, though. It really is. Like, it's like, if I do, like, number 28 is the one for me. So if I see that, like, I know, like, I'm onto a good thing or it's going
1: to be a good day and, it's a ridiculous thing, but it, it, it's it's comfort, though. I think it's I comfort, think that's what I what mean, it, yeah. it is comfort. But, you know, I definitely I don't like to, you know, comfort can sound like, oh, it's just a nice little blanket, you know, like I I definitely believe in energies. And, you know, sometimes when I'm lost or stuck, you know, uh, I, I used to say when I was younger, I had this light. I kind of had this light, this guiding light. I didn't know what it was, but it was sort of just, I don't know, something. Um, And when I lose that light, you kind of have to go, okay, I need to like call in, I don't know, call in the guides, call in the spirits, call in, you know, there could be magic mushrooms to fairies to whatever it is you believe, but there's definitely spirits and, and, and or energies around us if we can tap into it without going Uh, full hippie, but you know, I'm a big believer in it. I I think,
0: I think so as well. I've seen the power of like how your life can change Mm. in one day. Mm. I've seen that. I've experienced that firsthand, and it like it, in a crazy way. Like I remember, um, this is actually like a bit of a mad story. But like I remember, it was 2017. I think my dad had just died, and my family didn't really know my dad because he lived in the UK. So everyone kind of just acted like normally because they weren't really close to him. They didn't really know. Him. But it kind of almost felt like it didn't even happen. It was so hard to deal with because I had no one really to talk to, mm. and. I just had never felt that low. Um, it didn't seem that way because I was out gigging. I was doing like Vodafone Comedy Festival, doing all these things. But like I never felt so low. Um, and it was only when I went to counselling, <clears throat> I went to counselling, I think it was like on a Thursday or something. Um, I had to actually go down to my nana and I, I just started bursting out crying because I felt like I was really crying out for attention and nobody could see it. I was. I had all the signs and I was really trying to tell people how I was feeling, but I couldn't. And I told my nan, I like that. Uh, I was like, oh, I want to kill myself. I don't want to be here. Like, I hate myself. I hate my life. I have nobody. Like, I hate it. And uh, I went to counseling that evening, I think it was. We found someone really quick. And then the next day, I went and done a gig in um, Bray Comedy Festival that I probably wasn't even ready to do, but I just said I'm going to do. It. I just put myself under so much pressure. Right. Like, it's unbelievable looking at now. But that night... um. I got this place that night. Like I got like someone was at my gig um a woman who had been following me and she seen that I was looking for a place to live and her husband was there and they offered me this place and it gave me the kind of space I needed to kind of wow. heal in a way. And mm-hmm. then also figure out like, you know, get my own um, independence and stuff like that. But like that's how quickly that changed in a day. And I think that's. It kind of showed me that like in a Mm. way it was just like, no, don't do that. Like, you know, Mm. tomorrow is um, tomorrow could be different. It's like that Blink-182 song. It's like Adam's song. That's what that's about. It's like tomorrow holds much better days. And that's kind of, yeah, that's it's hard at the time to see it that way. But um, I think that's kind of what I've been doing my whole life. Just like hoping that tomorrow will be better. Mm. And uh, sometimes it's not. and That's okay. But I think the good days kind of, you know, I'm trying to focus on them more. a lot of people don't understand autism and like like how draining it can be as well Mm. like to be in um, you know to to be doing the things that i was doing i was exhausted a lot of the time i was mentally drained and physically drained and i think that like there was no kind of leeway there like we all talk about mental health in this country and how important it is but then we don't actually understand uh, it yeah we don't act on it or understand it like we treat people like so badly who are experiencing it and then like when something does happen we're like, oh, why did that happen? It's like, I think we all need to kind of look at the people in our lives more and see those signs and kind of, you know what I mean? Like, because mm. um, no one, no, I don't think anyone's seen with me, not that it was their job to, but I think the most important thing was that I seen it in me so mm. I could kind of finally do something about it. But um, as I said, though, I'm still kind of right in the middle of it. I'm not like, and I think I will be going through it for the rest of my life. But I think Absolutely. that it's, it's, I'm, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going through the stage where it's like, I'm accepting it now and... I'm accepting myself and that feels really nice because it just feels like I'm being nice to myself like the adults that like I I didn't have I'm kind of just being that person to
1: myself, small child now if that makes any sense I like, yeah. I completely like you're you're singing my song, um, because I've always felt like the child. Um, I've never felt adult and I am an adult. Like I've two you know, I'm I'm adulting. I've you know, two teenage kids. I'm sitting in a house that we own, like, you know, I've the dog that you heard barking, I'm cooking dinner. It's like I'm kind of, you know, uh, but also waiting for somebody to go you out you haven't a fucking clue what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's uh, and I think it was it at the start of my counselling or maybe it was my friend Tracy I'm not sure and, but I, I know I got to that realisation myself um, that we have to parent ourselves we have to parent that inner child um, oh and, absolutely you know and while you may have gotten a diagnosis which helps that just what you said there accepting yourself that that's what would bring a smile to my face because that takes fucking work and it takes a lot. And, you know, when you read these or like L'Oreal because you're worth it or like have a self-care day and people telling you to take a bath. Jesus Christ, that's not it at all. No. Like it's so much deeper. And that that level of actually just accepting yourself And it frees up so much. You're able to accept other people and their their you know wonky bits and how they've shown up our ways. You know,
0: exactly. It's like opening up yourself to the world again Mm. after shutting yourself off from it. Like I think like a lot of people do that in different ways and don't realize that they've done it. I think Mm. I definitely didn't. I think it's um, I think even does that as well. It's just kind of I think it's opened up loads of possibilities. I go in camping for the first time last year with uh, friends. And I've never had friends in my life. Like literally I've I've had, I've had acquaintances. I've had a lot of people who've tried to be my friends because of where I am and trying to just use me, but I've never had solid friends and that's been very very difficult. And that's one of the reasons I would have went for Mm. like to look into it as well, because I'm like, why can't I connect with people? And uh, that was just such, that was like the best day of my life. Just gone camping, just gone camping. And I was like, wow, this is what it's like to have friends. And that would have never probably happened only for I opened myself yeah. back up to the world, going to the house, and then i kind of going, no, I am worth it. Mm. I, I, I deserve this little road trip. I deserve mm. to go like, why don't, why, why not? Like, you know, and uh, I think I was just stopping myself from doing a lot of things because I felt like I didn't deserve it or I didn't, you know, I wasn't worth it or other people wouldn't think that I was worth it or didn't, you know, or they're only asking me cause they pity me. And I just kind of put all that stuff uh, in a box Mm. and uh, kind of almost like, I don't want to say I flush it down the toilet because that would mean that it's gone, but like I kind of just put it to the side. It's still kind of there and stuff pops up out of it every once mm. in a while, but like at least I know how
1: to kind of put my foot on it now <laughs> just kind of And
0: recognise it. it host, you know, uh, in I, that way, yeah. I think rec- we, yeah, that's what I mean. Recognise it, really. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, I remember, uh, you know, uh, even now, like I can have a hard time kind of, you know, when somebody said, well, you know, how are you feeling? Like, I don't fucking know how I'm feeling.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's like, that's the story Uh, of my life. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I,
1: yeah, probably not great, but I couldn't tell you, you know, like the differentiation between anger and fear and I don't know, or like it came up in one counselling session for me that I was potentially holding a lot of fear. I was like, it's not even a word... I know how to spell. Like, it's not a word I would have in my vocabulary a lot or talk about. And yet my reactions to, you know, what I was explaining, she was like, yeah, that's fear that's based in fear it was like oh my god I need to kind of sit down and you know pinpoint the emotion so when you mentioned that it's like yeah just even recognizing that that's coming up so you understand it yourself and you're not immediately blaming the person the situation or yourself again that you can just go oh that's 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 what's coming up for me that's okay I know what to do here you know
0: yeah I think I think that's such a game changer for everybody when they realize that as well because it's kind of like um, I, I know for me anyway I didn't understand my emotions I still don't and most of the time like I, I really don't but uh, I think there was like times when I'd be walking around the house going I'm tired I'm tired I'd be just saying to myself and I wasn't tired I was feeling something completely different and I didn't realise mm-hmm. it was only when I tapped into it I'm like no that's how I'm feeling it's so funny how we can just kind of, I suppose, assume we know how we're feeling or like be so like ignorant towards the fact that no, I'm feeling this way without giving it a second thought when you're feeling a complete other way Mm. and not even kind of Giving yourself a second to acknowledge it, like totally, you know, it, it's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, yeah. I've
1: gone through years like that, you know, and you're and you're kind of ploughing on a bit, like you dragging yeah. yourself back to Bray. You're just you're ploughing on with the thing, and yet I do feel maybe the twenties. That's what we have to do. Like, there, I do think you know, in your twenties, you're actually more like a just a bigger teenager, and you, that energy, and enthusiasm, and, and work you have the ability and the energy to physically do it and then at yeah. some point you are spat out going, okay, this isn't sustainable, what's going on? And you kind of have to reflect. So maybe it is just the the natural way of the world in terms of our age on the planet. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, interesting. And tell me a little bit more about Frankie's world. So you found out that you have, this is the, co- so he's a cousin and yeah. the book. And have you met the cousin? I haven't met him in real life, but
0: I've met him over like um we we do like video calls and stuff like that like and uh I've met his uh, fiance at the same like over video calls, but um they live in a, I think it's called King's Inn in the u k or King's Lynn actually Kings it's Lynn, called yeah King's Lynn, King's Inn, what do we talk about that's but, all right. um, <laughs> yeah, but um yeah but he yeah he's lovely we we have so much in common, um he even has a, a Pikachu tattoo on a love Pokemon, so we're like the exact same person it's gas oh my god. Uh, they're very similar, very similar. And uh he's really cool. He uh collects antique stuff and sells it on, so he has all this really kind of weird gothic stuff, and like I loved like that stuff growing up. So we, we seem to be very similar. So I'm really looking forward to meeting them. And um I found another cousin, a distant cousin last year, um, who I, I was looking through their family tree and ancestry, and uh I found out that they worked in animation for over 30 years. Uh, so that was really cool as well wow. so it's kind of like yeah uh, yeah it's just like finding like different people but the Frankie thing he just popped up out of nowhere that was amazing though because you know and, but
1: your book was he, already was cousin... out in the world oh or yeah no, written... no
0: no it wasn't oh sorry no it wasn't there uh, it was written no sorry it wasn't written it had been signed the name and all for the book had been picked already like <sighs> that, that was all there and yeah, then yeah. it was literally my auntie called me and she's like uh, yeah you have a cousin like and I was like what and it was just the most bizarre feeling and I was like okay and it kind of made me feel like okay I'm probably onto something good yeah. if this is like a sign because this is some kind of sign. Like you know, this is kind
1: of it, it's a bit bizarre, and it then, is. It's wonderful. Like something like yeah. that, I think would help me to feel shit. I need to trust all of this a lot more. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, but, trust this. I don't know. Like, I'm making gestations with my hands. I don't know the the no, universe but there, there man was, or the what. You know, like it, it was. It was so
0: strange though because yeah. end up I was watching like the video would be like eleven, eleven. Or like I'd wake up at be 11, 11. It was all around that time I did notice that now. And I was like, okay. And at the time I was like, it took me years to kind of go, oh, maybe there is something in that because Mm -hmm. it does seem so bizarre and almost crazy. But like, I think that there is because um, I really feel it now how special the book is because um, it kind of like, it it felt like I was waiting um, like for a big part of my life to be able to do that so I could help other people because people have always even though I haven't had many friends a lot of people have always come to me asking okay. me for advice or asking me you know oh, what what do I do here or, and mm. some personal things like people that who I wouldn't really know very well so I think that like with this I, I had to help learn how to help myself first and because I've learned the tools or I have the tools now to help myself and you know I'm still working through it I think that, like, I was able to write Frankie's World and be able to help other kids maybe who are going through bullying and, you know, Mm. just that experience of not knowing who you are and knowing that you're different and you you just don't know why. It's such a confusing feeling, especially when you're a kid because there's so much of the world you don't understand. So it's kind of... Huge. Yeah, Yeah. that's what the book is about. It's basically about, like, this little girl who is trying to find her way in life and she's trying to find out who she is and she goes on an adventure with her best friend Sam... Uh, who's different too, and she she uses a wheelchair, so she's um, the two of them like are just you know they're like um, just best mates, and I think it's kind of like a coming of age story of just like finding yourself and who you are and accepting yourself almost, and kind mm. of I think that's been a big thing in the last year for me. It's just self acceptance instead of like beating myself down. Mm. I think that's kind of been a huge thing for me, and I, I'd love to kind of be able to show that to other kids like it's okay to be different because I couldn't see any books when I was a kid that like even had those words in it that it's okay to be like you or like it's so and there was no one I could relate to so I think that it's like I think it feels like in a way I experience I don't want to put everything on this this one thing but it feels like a lot of things I experienced in my life have led up to this moment yeah, That's how it, it honestly does feel that way. I know it's so cheesy, but it
1: feels no, like. No, I mean, I, I, like as you're saying it, 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 I completely agree with you, and and that this this is, but also, you know, with any, dare I say it, pregnancy. <laughs> there's a you know it's a gestation it's do you know what I mean there's a growth within before you can birth it out to the world which also sounds super fucking cheesy and you know hippie and all of that but do you know what no, I mean no, I, I like, totally get you that that's exactly what it is there's the inner growth the inner work the turmoil the fucking morning sickness like do you know what I mean it's it's the same thing like even the the festival work I've I've explained putting on the the music or like you know the lineup every year was like you know and I and then you birthed the thing during the summer, and then you were back into the you know like it 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 takes that inner work and to be in a place to put something like that out in the world and and to put it out authentically and with you know uh, Absolutely, and as you yeah. say having having done the work yourself, you're you're able to hold the space for what that might open up for because more people might come to you or yeah. Um, so like how could I help
0: other people mm, when I hadn't even helped myself as well? Like, exactly. you know, I want to be able to help other people, but like I, I really needed to help myself first. I needed yeah. to take the space and time for myself to do yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes even being honest with, you know, uh I get a little bit kind of like you know, when you see so many people, oh, I want to serve and I just want to be off service. So like, for fuck's sake, we're egotistical humans. Do you know what I mean? Mostly I'd like to quite help myself first. And then in doing that, you, it turns out, actually, I can pass that on now, you know? So yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um... So Frankie's World, where, where that, that's a, a pre-order now, though, when I look at your website, that's. so Yeah, it's, it's
0: pre-order. So it's not out until the 6th of January. Wow. Um, I don't know um when when this is going out, but I, I can say it's out or it's not out, depending on when you're
1: putting this out. So I'd say this might it... go out early January, but I, you know. Okay. I... Oh, well,
0: then I'll just say it. it's out on January 6th anyway, so we can kind of, yeah.
1: You'll have to um, like, I don't know, celebrate yourself in some way. Do you know what I mean? You'll have to like that. That really requires um, a proper pause moment for you, doesn't it? Just to go, wow, you know, because that that has taken much more than sitting down, drawing a picture and, you know, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it was. It was even just a process of trying to figure out how do I do this? I've Mm -hmm. never done something like this before. Like, so there was so much work involved in it, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, like it definitely uh, we're in uh, some kind of celebration. So I'll definitely be having something, some kind of celebration in January now. Don't
1: um, know what kind of it will be, but we'll see. It might yeah. be over
0: Zoom, or it might be uh, we'll yeah. We'll see.
1: Um, God, I, 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 think we could. I could sit chatting to you all afternoon. if I, do you know what I mean? I'd say we. I'd just say we have a great, great talk. Yeah, would you? we definitely need to have have pints or herbal tea, whatever we're into these days. Because yeah, this it's so interesting. It's it's. Um, And thank you for opening up so honestly and, and, you know, vulnerably, really, you know, it's 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 not easy to do like it isn't. Um, But in doing it is, yeah, it is that whole story of self-acceptance and and you're putting out a a more whole. uh, sort of person then really isn't it you know
0: yeah yeah no totally it's like it's funny because anytime I do a podcast after I'd be like oh god what did I say what did I say and I'd be calling up after going can you take that out can you change that and I'm not really like that anymore because I trust myself more as well it's mm-hmm. like that as well that's a I don't know if you yeah. feel that but I think that's that's kind of a huge thing as well it's just trusting in yourself well just trusting yeah. that
1: also like fuck it you know if I said it I said it and maybe it was meant to or you know unless it was a real clanger like yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> Langer, it's gas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the word clanger. Uh, and I can definitely make those. But um yeah, no. And and, and I, I think it's part of it's because it's new territory, that, that self acceptance piece that you're just like you're more at ease. But that's what I put out. That's okay. That's that's what I yeah, said totally. right there and then, you know, and that's who I am today and tomorrow I'm gonna to be different again and in ten years. I'm going to be different again. Hopefully, you know, I don't want to stay the Absolutely. same. Um, I have three very short questions that were part of the series. Um, they're not yeah. left off center or anything. Um, is there anything you're sorry you didn't start earlier? Um,
0: I'd say listening to myself,
1: hmm. listening to myself and trusting myself.
0: say so I, I listened to too many other people around me when it was myself
1: that I should have been listening to, I think, as well. Hmm. Yeah, I wish a, I had started doing that earlier. Because that's a yeah, really good, really good answer. And is there anything you're sorry you didn't give up earlier? Um, that's yeah, that one's a hard one. Oh God,
0: I feel like there's a lot of things that I feel like I, I, I yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I didn't give up earlier. I think probably I don't know. Probably beating myself up and being so hard on myself. Mm-hmm like literally like putting, like I had my own foot on my head almost. Yeah. Now I'm not that flexible, but you can see the image. Like it's just like, (laughs) I literally...
1: Metaphorically.
0: Yeah. I was like, I was like scrunching my own face into the ground almost because Mm. I was so um, abrasive with myself. So I think that like, yeah, I definitely think that uh, yeah, that could have been different Mm. if I had ever allowed myself for it to be. Mm.
1: And what are you most proud of to date? Um... I think the fact that I'm probably still here.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's probably one of the biggest things.
0: It's like, I can say that I'm really proud of my work that I've achieved, but I think the biggest work I've done is on myself. So I yeah. think that's
1: kind of, um, yeah, that I'm still here. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm I'm really glad you gave that answer. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Um, thank you so much, Aoife. This was a total joy and um Yeah, just absolute joy. What a pleasure to meet you. And thank you for your time Um, and I'll be pre-ordering your book and looking forward to, um, to seeing all the great things you do. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and come find me over in Hindsight Conversations on Twitter and Instagram.